message is missional families. And um, the context of my um, sermon today, it is found in Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 17. And in this scripture, Paul gives a description of Roman battle gear as the image, the, uh, image of uh, the weapons that Christ gives us to use in spiritual battles. The helmet of salvation, uh, salvation the breastplate of righteousness, um, the belt of truth, the gospel of uh, peace that, uh, as the shoes that we wear upon our feet, the shield of faith, and the sword uh, of the spirit, which is the word of God. And uh, standing together in prayer in this uh, scripture is like Roman soldiers who had to stay in formation. They had to rely on their training. And I think above all else, they had to stand their ground and to never retreat. If one soldier broke ranks, then it would uh, jeopardize all the others. So all this, it is likened um, to us as the body of believers in Christ. Our strength is in the Lord, and our help comes from uh, our fellow believers. When we face opposition as children of God, we may come under uh, attack, but no weapon shall defeat us when we put on the full armor of God. The nature of many of our battles are spiritual, uh, for our fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities, against rulers and authorities of the kingdom of darkness. But we, we have the power to submit to, to Christ instead. Our battle is won in prayer, and in submission to our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, if you have your Bibles here today, uh, please follow me in the text. Okay, can we get the text up there? The text is from Ephesians 6, verse 18 to 20. If you don't have your Bibles, you can also follow, uh, follow me on the projector. Okay, there we go. So it reads like this. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. May God bless his word as we delve deeper into it. Okay, so here Paul is calling the Ephesian church to action in this pas passage that I've just read in Ephesians 6, verse 18 to 20. We are all called to be missional and to pray for those who are going out on missions. We do not need to have a special gift. We don't need a special uh, anointing or a special calling to be qualified to pray. All of us can pray for other people and for those who go out on missions. So this is how Paul urged the Ephesian church to pray on a daily basis and specifically for those that are going on missions. Okay, so point, uh, my first point, it's from verse 18, 
In uh, verse 18, Paul speaks about praying in the spirit, praying on all occasions, and praying with all kinds of prayers. So we're firstly going to look at praying in the spirit. We all tend to feel inadequate uh, about our ability to pray for ourselves and others. But in Romans 8, verse 26 to 27, the Bible says that we uh, do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit intercedes for us through wordless groans. The Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. So we don't have to do anything. If we feel that we are unable to pray, the Spirit intercedes on our behalf. We may feel that we do not know how to pray and we won't have the right words to pray. There's simply no right or wrong way to pray. As long as we always pray in the name and in the authority of the name of Jesus. The name, the only name that can shake the heavens and that can move mountains out of the way for us. So God sees our hearts even before we bring ourselves before him in prayer. God honors prayers from a humble heart more than elaborate or eloquent words that we can present to him to express ourselves before him. There is no effort that is needed in prayer. As long as we are willing to open up our hearts and to commit ourselves in prayer, we will be led by the Holy Spirit in every aspect of our prayer lives. So we're going to look at on all what Paul said on all occasions. Whether we are in a good mood, good or bad mood or season in our lives, whether we feel emotionally ready to pray or not, Paul urged us to pray all the time. And we are privileged to have access to call upon the Lord any time of the night or day. You don't have to make an appointment with God. If you wake up at one o'clock in the morning and you feel <laughs> that the Spirit of God is, um, you know, you feel led to, to pray, you can open your Bibles and you can go before the Lord and you can pray. We can pray while we are walking, while we are driving, while we are gymming, when it is a holiday, during lockdown, at work, in the bathroom, while cooking. Well, you get the picture. Anytime, anywhere, we can pray. The list is endless, but the point I want to make is that we can commune with God anywhere. The main thing is that we can remain uh, focused in prayer and that there will be nothing that will be there to distract us. So the next one we're going to look at is what Paul said, with all kinds of prayers. We can um, present ourselves before God with different types of pray prayers, with prayers of thanksgiving, adoration, supplication, worship, as well as petitioning for ourselves and for other people, surrendering ourselves and repenting before God. And last but not least, we can silently retreat in prayer. That is, we take time to hear from God what he wants to say to us. You see, prayer is not just a one-way dialogue with God. We sit, we 
sometimes we need to just sit silently before God and have a dialogue with God so that we can hear from him and we can speak to him at the same time. My second point is from verse 18. And here Paul says, With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So there's two aspects of being alert in this. The first is being alert within ourselves. And here I want us to look at the scripture in 1 Peter, uh, 1 Peter verse 5 to 8. And, it, uh, and here Peter urges the people to be alert. He gave a warning against our adversary, the devil, who goes around like a roaring lion, uh, seeking someone to devour. A prayerful lifestyle will make us alert and vigilant. It edifies or energizes the spirit man that is inside each and every one of us, and it enables us to see beyond the natural things of this world, not with our natural eyes, but with our spiritual eyes. Seeing beyond the natural and the physical things of this world into the unseen and the spiritual world. It prepares our spirits and it equips us with spiritual weapons to overcome spiritual attacks that are waged against us. Then there's the aspect of being alert, vigilant, or prayerful for other saints. In 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 to 4, the Bible says, I urge then, first of all, that all requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. An important part of our prayer lives is time spent praying for others. So on uh, one of the essential end products of our prayers should be for the hearts of all God's people to be opened up so that the Holy Spirit can bring conviction of sin, repentance, and salvation of, of souls. So the question is, where would we all be if someone did not pray for our salvation? Where would we be? In my own salvation story, my entire family received Christ many years before I did as the, uh, as the Lord and personal Savior. At first, they tried with all their power to convince me to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior as well, and I resisted it for many years. As the years went by, they stopped trying to convince me, but they took another approach with me. So every time I would go to them with a challenge or a difficult time that I was going through, they would just simply offer me the option of accepting Christ as my Lord and as my personal Savior. But most importantly, above everything else, I believe that they stood together and they interceded for my salvation. Amen. And uh, when, when I eventually became saved, I opened up my heart of my own accord. 
And this is how it is when we pray for others. When we pray for others, the Holy Spirit works in the hearts of those people and causes conviction of sin, it causes repentance, and eventually it causes salvation upon those people. And this type of prayer, it's more powerful than knowing the right scriptures to quote, to convince people to accept Jesus as their Lord and as their personal savior. So I was just thinking, you know, it's like this, I, I had this image that Christ is always like a gentleman. He's standing there at the door, gently knocking on that door for us to open. And here we are, we are going and we are trying to bang open that door. We are giving people verses, we are giving people scriptures, and we're trying hard with all of our power, you know, to convince people. But, you know, when we stand together in prayer like this, it is... It's so powerful, and we allow the Spirit of God to work in the hearts of these people. Amen. <coughs> okay, so thirdly, Paul says in verse 19, Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, that words may be given to me, so that I, may f I, that I will fiercely make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fiercely as I should. So Paul was a prisoner at the time that he wrote this epistle to the Ephesians. The letter is addressed by Paul to the Christians in Ephesus, a place where the apostle labored for over, well over two years. An ambassador is an official who represents his, his or her own king or kingdom in a foreign land. Technically, an ambassador reports to the president. Ambassadors in Paul's time adorned gold chains to display their class and their status. Much like in today's world, now everyone is wearing chains to display their wealth and their status to the world. But we, here we have Paul, imprisoned and bound by chains that are made, on, made of metal, placing uh, Paul automatically in a lower class. Yet here God was making his appeal for reconciliation to himself through a vessel like Paul, an ambassador of Christ bound by the kind of chains that the world looks down upon. How much more do you think that God can use you and I to do the same work that he did in Paul's lives, we who think that we are worthless and insignificant in God's eyes can be used by God in the same way that Paul was used by God. The vessels God uses to spread the gospel is not what the world considers to have value and status. Paul was physically bound in chains, yet he was proclaiming freedom through the gospel of peace to the world. You might be sitting here today bound by your circumstances. You might have lost your job and you're not sure where your next meal might be coming from. You might be working under oppressive conditions at your workplace and you feel that you will never be promoted. You might be in an abusive relationship and you feel worthless and you feel hopeless. You might have lost loved ones in your life and you feel like all hope is gone. You might be struggling with drug addiction and you're addicted to pornography and you cannot break the cycle. But let me tell you something this morning.
Paul was bound by physical chains, yet he was more determined than ever to spread the gospel of truth to the whole world, to every person that he met. So you and I are no different from Paul. The same spirit that was living in Paul lives in each and every one of us. By the power of the Holy Spirit that is living inside each and every one of us, we have the same ability as Paul to stand against all odds in our life and to proclaim the good news to everyone that we meet. I challenge you this morning, church, stand up and do the same thing that Paul was doing while he was imprisoned and while he was bound by chains. Paul believed in the effectiveness of prayer. He had the confidence that if fellow Christians prayed for him, that he would be able to preach the gospel at liberty and without fear in his heart. How much more do you think that we as a church are able to achieve if we would stand together and we would call upon the Lord to ask him to send us to go out and to get the harvest? How much more, church, if we stand together? Paul's prayer was that he should not speak with the enticing words of his own wisdom, but with the words laid upon his lips, led by the Holy Spirit. To make known the mysteries of the gospel is to prove the truth of them from the word of God and to defend them against the opposers of them. And to be able to do that, we have to request the prayers of all of the saints that are around us. We need the help of our fellow believers, church. So in conclusion, I would like to say that when we stand together in prayer as a church, it is like Roman soldiers who had to stay in formation without retreating and gaining strength from one another. All this is likened to the body of believers in Christ. Our strength is in the Lord and our help comes from the body of Christ. We, however, still feel inadequate to pray and we fail to do so. But the Bible says in Luke 11 verse 13, that if only we ask, then our Heavenly Father will give us the Holy Spirit to empower us and to give us boldness for missional prayer. So this morning, I'd like to pray for people that are here that would like to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to have that same boldness that Paul had to stand up and to proclaim the gospel to every person that you meet. So if you are here today and you are not baptized by the Holy Spirit and you would like us to pray for you and for you to be baptized by the Holy Spirit, please come forward and stand here. And if you are already baptized by the Holy Spirit, but you feel that you have lost the fire for God, you don't feel that boldness within yourself. You feel weak. You feel like you can't do it, like you don't have the ability to do it. I'd like to invite you to come up here to stand. Don't feel shy. Forget about whoever is sitting before you. Just take that bold step and come and stand here. And we would like to pray with you this morning.
I'd also like to ask all our church leaders, church board members, if you could just come up here and just help me to pray for the people that have come up here, please.